Welcome to Not Over, Just Different. I'm your host, Natalie Ledwell, founder of Mind Movies, the ultimate personal development tool to visualize and achieve your greatest life. This podcast is for women who are looking for inspiration and guidance as they navigate the changes that come through moving through the various stages of life, or for anyone asking themselves, who do I want to be? Now, on this transformational show, I'll be talking to inspiring people from all walks of life about their stories of how they faced and overcame life's challenges in powerful ways. These are raw, candid conversations, often not shared until now. We'll be discussing topics like health, relationships, life's transitions, aging gracefully, and learning to see life from a fresh new perspective. We explore what it means to continually grow and evolve as your world changes and live a fulfilling life. As well, we'll provide you with amazing tools and resources to help you move through change with courage and resilience. So if you're ready to take the plunge and start your journey to becoming your most powerful, authentic self, then join me, Natalie Ledwell, on Not Over, Just Different for insightful conversations about how to tackle life's new chapter. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast for this week. This week, I have my friend Corinne Wofford with me. Hi, Corinne. How are you, darling? I'm doing fine. It's great to be here. Thank you, Natalie. So great to have you here. Now, uh, today we're going to be talking about a skill that we all need, that we all use from time to time, sometimes effectively and sometimes not so effectively. So today we're going to be talking about how we can do that well. Now, um, and that is negotiation. Now, Corinne has a book out, um, which is fairly new. It's called Negotiate with Success how to get what you want, when you want it, faster and without a fight. Now, that sounds like a really good deal. <laughs> <laughs> and we all I think we all want to know how to do that. So um, why don't we start a little bit uh, with uh, your background. How did you get so no- good at negotiating? Was it something that you picked up over time or, well, you know, there were skills that were kind of handed down to you? Right. Well, I know that, um, you know, Many of us have the foundational uh, skills and knowledge uh, on negotiation. And uh, for me, I come from a very big Italian family. So initially, uh, we had some family meetings that um, were a part of what I did when we grew up. And it really helped me with developing emotional intelligence. And um, and I know when I was in college, I, I taught um, collegiates other collegiates and leadership skills, oftentimes including managing conflict. And I would, you know, I have a background in uh, business and that's what my degree is in, but I have a minor in French and theater. And I was in an improv group in college. And I remember also really honing in on some of those great listening skills and helping others to save face. Those are some foundational things, but Natalie, as a woman business owner, now I'm a mom. Uh, a wife, a uh, business owner, and community contributor, like many of your audience members. <laughs> um, I just happen to have trained over 100,000 business professionals and um, helped them learn how to negotiate. But I can remember when I first started my career, after I left IBM, I worked for a global consulting company. And there was a time when I realized my overgiving nature was costing me hundreds of thousands of dollars and it had to stop. Would you like to hear the story? I would love to hear that story because I think a lot of women just went ding, 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 that's me. (laughs) 
because that's in our nature, right? Is and what a beautiful thing to have giving as a part of your nature. I'm still very much a giver. However, at that particular time, I remember it. It was yesterday. I was 29 years old. I was working for a global consulting company. We were in Nashville uh, with 11 other facilitators getting ready to give a management training program for so many executives. And in comes the director and she says, we've got a problem. The French entourage, French entourage from Sony would like their program in French tomorrow. Do we have any takers? Well, you can imagine if you were in the room, you could have heard a pin drop. But me, all I could hear was my heart beating a thousand beats a minute and the voice in my head saying, Corrine, whatever you do, do not raise your hand. Good Lord, nobody here even knows you speak French, right? I mean, do they know you speak French? What if they know I speak French? And then that's when the argument went from my head to my heart, my hand made the decision. And I said, I can help. Well, that director was thrilled. She jumped over and we're going through the leader's guide. When I hear to the right of me, three facilitators laughing, saying, rookie, she probably doesn't even know she could have gotten paid more money for that. Well, I looked at it and I, I didn't care about that. I'm here to be of service and I'm talking. And then the one-two punch comes pretty quickly when I hear them talking about their per diems. And they were all making double what I was making, delivering the same level of content to the same level of executives. And I was doing it in French. Well, I grabbed my materials, went up to my room. I'm having the, you know, beat myself up conversation going in. Like you just really had to connect with the toughest gig on the project. Um, I get in, you know, I'm, I'm talking to myself like, of course, I'm not making it. I I'm probably not smart enough to make that money. I'm not, I'm not good enough to make that money. All the unworthy things that come up. And I think, you know, I didn't negotiate that. So of course I, I don't deserve it. Well, I shut the door and those tears begin to roll. And I sit down and I decide, you know what? Two things. I'm going to make a decision right now. First of all, I'm going to knock it out of the park tomorrow. Second of all, I'm going to find out a little bit about that per diem thing and negotiate it up. And the only thing was, Natalie, I did not know how to negotiate, but I will tell you what, I'm a certified master facilitator. The next day we killed it. They, our program was the talk of the, of the conference. And, um, while they were all celebrating, I was in my room trying to figure out how I'm going to negotiate. And it turned out that, um, I had to negotiate with the vice president of the region and I was a contractor, um, giving their programs in management sales and customer service and coaching way before that was cool to their Fortune 500 base of clients. So I had to wait over two months for the vice president to come in and have a conversation with me about this. Now you can, you know, most people, the problem that the book solves is helping people, you know, who are wondering how are other people negotiating, um, you know, their way to less work and more money while I'm over here boohooing in my office and working too much for too little, right? Well, um, oftentimes people, what people will do is avoid it, the negotiation conversation altogether. They will, um, or if they have it, they will cave in and, or um, they'll just give up profits when they negotiate. So all of these things were going through my head and, um, what really saved me was um, from backing out of the whole thing, because just like so many women, I didn't want to be perceived as difficult. Um, I developed relationships with these marketing reps who then 
recommended that I go teach their clients at uh, these Fortune 500 companies. And I didn't want to jeopardize that, nor did I want to appear greedy. I think all of these things go through our minds when we negotiate. And um, my dad was a great negotiator. I mean, a great entrepreneur. He really encouraged me to stand up for what I believe in and ask specifically for what I wanted. So I practiced with him. And although our styles are very different, I learned a lot. <laughs> and I went in with my, you know, like a salary negotiation. I had all my testimonials with me. <laughs> and as it turns out, when the big day came after all my preparation, um, it was so much easier than I thought. The vice president, also Italian, we talk about shared values. We both love training and development. We talk about global travel, which my husband and I were involved in. We love that too. And he just gave me rice and he didn't need anything else. Well, I thought there's got to be more to this. And what I realized was that wasn't going to be enough for me. In that moment, I made a decision that all of the other facilitators in the region also needed to know how to increase their per diem so that it was equitable across the board. And so what if we could create sort of an understanding uh, or a process by which new facilitators could come in and maybe get tested and then co-create, you know, co-facilitate and get tested and then facilitate on their own and get tested and then do train the trainers and get tested. And then, geez, you have 40 educational programs. The more of those programs that you get certified in, the higher your per diem. That's a good idea. Why don't you take that on? Like they always say, <laughs> you have a great idea. But anyway, I was able to work with everybody to come to um, some sort of framework uh, that helped everybody uh, increase their per diem. And research really shows, Natalie, that when women find this resistance within, they can move through it faster when they negotiate on behalf of others versus just themselves. And that truly was my experience as well. Yeah, awesome. So I'm assuming that negotiating is more than just asking. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose it starts with asking, but. <laughs> it does. And, you know, a negotiation discussion is simply the ability to um, discuss a situation to a mutually satisfactory outcome. When we talk about sales negotiations, it's a little bit more complicated, but it doesn't really need to be. It's basically a process where differences in price, uh, terms and conditions and deliverables are discussed to um, to reach or gain commitment. So sometimes we have to talk about price and deliverables and terms and conditions, but basically it's still just a conversation, right? Right. <laughs> And, uh, and it sounds like, you, I mean, for me, if I'm doing a negotiation, I'm like, okay, what's a win for you? What's a win for me? How do we find a common ground that we both win kind of thing? If it's a win-win or if it's a win-win-win, then, yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, but is there a way that I could structure that conversation for it to be more effective? Oh, absolutely. Um, and first of all, I might note that, you know, I have a big heart to serve. I love social entrepreneurism. I mean, I'm, if I'm connecting with other people that want to create a meaningful difference in the world, man, we are on the same wavelength. It's collaborative. Let's move forward. But if you are collaborative with someone who is not, you are most likely going to lose. So it is important to have a structure in place and strategies in place for sealing the deal 
and getting what you want without a fight. So I can share some of those with you, but the, in our, in the book, um, I share a five step framework and that does sort of structure your, your conversation. We talk about, um, understanding negotiation principles. Uh, I'll just give you one quick example. Um, we shared a definition of negotiation. Some people overcomplicate that, but this whole idea of the gut check, you've probably felt it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when the, uh, the, all of the interests are pulling you together, but differences are pulling you apart. That's what the negotiator's dilemma is all about. So the best thing to do is really prepare. And when you're preparing, you want to prepare with a purpose. That's step two. And it's um, all about understanding what you want, what the other person wants, and can you define the difference? Because that, in, in essence, is what you are negotiating. So you want to understand negotiation principles, prepare with a purpose, and then see the deal. And there are, you know, over-the-counter kind of conversations and steps that you can take. But most people want to go straight to how to handle difficult people. You know, in the book, we talk about, you know, this idea of closing the deals you want quickly and without a fight, but also being able to soften even the most difficult people um, and avoid some of the mistakes that can cost you the deal. So when we talk about sealing the deal, in the book, we talk about the top three counterproductive behaviors that you might encounter. Um and they are high opening demands, escalating authority, and um, ultimatums. Uh, when I do custom training in professional speaking and um, training with organizations and groups, I talk about the top seven counterproductive behaviors and strategies to handle them. And we net them out so it's easy. Today, for your audience, I thought it might just be easy to share. Like if I'm talking to a girlfriend and they're like, I'm trying to, you know, Get a sponsorship deal. Just can you net it out for me? What can I do? <laughs> so some simple things um, that your audience might be able to do to get past this idea of no. Right. right? Um, and just uh, the first thing is would be to sort of move past the fixed eye mentality. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, if you you hit a roadblock and you don't think you can move forward and give them what they want without losing something on your own, then that's when you know you're in that mentality that says, geez, this is, this is all there is. And you know, that's why we're at a standstill here. Um, and if you can expand past that mentality and really look for um, high value, low cost trades, that really helps, Right. Um, like, for example, there was a, a woman that I was working with in, and in Austin, and she had a boutique law firm. Okay, now before we go on, I really want to mention that when it comes to personal development, having the right mindset is truly what allows us to see positive changes in life. So working on boosting your success and abundance mindset is a great place to begin when you want to develop powerful habits. And incorporating affirmations into your daily practice, even for just a few minutes a day, can work wonders on conditioning your mind for success. And this is why I want to share with you 100 of my personal favorite success and abundant affirmations, absolutely free. So you can download them by going to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash success tips. And when you read them aloud every day, 
prepare to open the door to even more success and abundance in your life. And there was a company that wanted to buy her firm. She was quite profitable and she did not want to sell it. <laughs> so finally, when they got to the point where she was going to do it, uh, there were many uh, aspects to the deal. But the one thing that was holding her up was that she didn't want to leave her, lose her executive assistant. And the, um, the company really wanted the deal. And so some people might consider this a concession on the part of the um the larger law firm, because finally they did give in and give her what she wanted. But um, she she framed it. She positioned it and said, hey, this is a low cost, high value thing to me. And it's a deal breaker if it doesn't happen. So she, you know, I, I'm so proud of her because she was willing to walk away if she wasn't at least able to get that. And so I think that if you can expand that, um, that high mentality that I was talking about, that can really help. Also, another really easy thing to do is to use standards and framing. Natalie, so like, for example, you know, in our industry, we're always attending training and development events or whatever, learning and development events. And say you're at a um, at an event and it's $500 in a group. Now, maybe you're only paying $400 because of the group rate, whatever, but it's still $400. And during one of the evenings, you've got this noise that's pounding like a heartbeat on your window. It's just boom, boom. It keeps you up all night. And so then you wake up, you call the downstairs, and the technician comes up, even though it's three in the morning, and goes, oh, yeah, that's that's this wire that's a little loose. It's just hitting against the building. Don't worry about it. It's like, well, okay, so he leaves. I ask him to document it. Okay, so then you can go down and ask if you can talk to the manager about this because is it standard operating procedure for this great hotel to not provide a good night's rest for their um, guests? And of course it is not, right? I mean, this sounds pretty standard, but as it turns out, you know, in that particular case, that manager um, just comped comped the, 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 the night's stay. And, you know, when, when we talk, when I talk about how even at home and working with service providers, we save about 10 grand a year just based on using standards and framing with service providers. Um, and you don't have to be snippy about it. You don't have to be argumentative, but you can just listen, ask good questions and they may be able to provide another alternative for you. Um, in this particular case, you know, they wanted to say, well, hey, you know, no one else has complained about this. I said, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one was impacted. <laughs> you know, but then, of course, if you're a, you know, a, a VIP member or a gold member, whatever this hotel is, you want to share that as well. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, oftentimes you can get what you want without a fight um, just with that, but using a couple of those strategies. But there are other. Other things you can do. And after you seal the deal, my fourth step in the framework is all about celebrating new service. Now, um, obviously, when we celebrate, we basically do that to rewire the behavior, right? People forget this when they negotiate. You know, it either wore them out. (laughs) They're so glad it's done. They hope they never have to do it again or whatever else. But really, it's just a skill. And um, 
So you want to you want to celebrate not only celebrate with the client, but celebrate with the team. Give yourself some you know um, love <laughs> for getting through it. And um, the last step is mindset mastery. So this is sort of a big circle, right? Because it's it's a dynamic process. It's a conversation, and if you're dealing with a team, there could be team manipulations involved. So it doesn't always work in a straight line, but if you can move through it in a way that's as human, not as I can, want to understand what these principles mean and um, some of the different things I can do so that I can bring them to bear when I'm actually face to face with the client and, um, you know, being, you know, creating game, mutual game. Um, and then if there are objections, hey, you know, just take it in stride. And you don't have to be 100% Italian like me to know that when emotions rise, skills drop. <laughs> so it's really great to have some strategies on hand uh, to help you move through things professionally. Yeah. And, you know, I think you bring up a, an important point, and maybe this is something, you know, when if you're listening to the podcast and you, and you purchase the book, you could start to uh, practice your negotiating skills on smaller things like work being done around the home or, uh, you know, small purchases and things that you're doing. Uh, it sounds like it's also a fantastic exercise in setting boundaries uh, and not just setting boundaries but maintaining boundaries. You know, I think that, that they're two different things as well. Like you can say, look, this is what I'd like and I'd like to have it done by this time. Um, and if it's not done by this time, then, you know, then it's – going to cost whatever or, or, you know, whatever that is. Um, but, you know, we can say that and go through that uncomfortable conversation, but then sometimes, you know, really following through on that is a different situation. So it sounds like that could be part of this this conversation as well. And, and you know, like I said, negotiating on smaller things uh, to build your negotiating, you know, skills so that when you go for something big that you're feeling super confident about it. And, you know, um when I did, I interviewed 500 men to learn a little bit more about what their challenges were and what they wanted to learn. Um, I did this because, at, you know, I've been a woman entrepreneur for over 30 years. And in these women's groups that I'm in, they're like, oh, could you speak at this? Or there'd be a lot of conferences for women that would ask me to speak. And I thought, well, before I develop my framework, I better find out a little bit more about what people want. And, you know, the number one thing that I found out that men found were uh, were the reason that their negotiations failed were was because they did not develop the relationship first. Right. The number one reason that women felt that their negotiations failed was because they did not ask specifically for what they wanted. So to your point, um, practicing these these skills with um, you know your family members at home, with service providers, with your virtual assistant or your team members. Um, you know, it just really strengthens that skill and helps you move out of your comfort zone into the negotiation zone when you need it. And, um, you know, knowing when to negotiate is, is another kind of conversation. <laughs> but for the most part, um, you know, most people feel like when they get the no uh, is when they want to negotiate. And the thing is, that's not always the case. That's what selling skills are for, right? Um when you get a no, there you know how to handle a, a no in negotiating when you're you're uh, selling something. Mm. How when they want something that you cannot provide, 
and you still want to do business and they still want to do business with you, why then um, you have this kind of conditional commitment has been put on the table that, um, hey, let we want to work this out. We're not quite sure how it's going to work out just yet. <laughs> but curiosity is um, is really uh, important at this point. And that's when you can start asking good, high quality questions and really sort of develop that relationship so you understand what um, what they must have and what their would like to have pieces are. And they know what yours are too. And um, hopefully you can just create an outcome that serves all people um, at the table and then also those that will be served. Right. Excellent. So Corinne's book is called Negotiate with Success, How to Get What You Want, When You Want It, Faster and Without a Fight. Um, which I'm sure you can get from Amazon and, and so forth. Um, and uh, I see that you have a free gift for our audience as well. So tell us a little bit about that. I do. Um, well, I wanted to thank you, Natalie, for um, asking me on uh, and also to serve your audience by providing a negotiation preparation template. So if you would like the complimentary uh, template, you can just go to negotiatewithsuccess.com forward slash gift. And uh, there's a PDF there. On my website, um, there's also an opportunity to have um, a CEO chat with me. So if you want to spend 15 minutes to just say, hey, here's where I'm at. Does this sound good? Um, I'm happy to go through the negotiation preparation template with you so you feel more prepared. And um, I will say that, um, you know, when you negotiate, the biggest thing is uh, to never negotiate your dream. I mean, if you are, uh, your dream is really about who you are, right? So that is not negotiable. I don't want any of you to ever feel like you have to negotiate in a certain way or put on a, a false uh, pretense. Um, I think negotiating in a confident manner is important. And, um, you know, basically uh, remembering that is key. I always tell my clients at the end of my our talks, um, you know, just imagine a day when you negotiate and fear doesn't win. You know, imagine a day when you negotiate and all parties do win. Finally, just imagine a day when you negotiate and you're able to do so with success. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Karina. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Oh, thank you, Natalie. It was great to be here. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Not Over, Just Different. If you've been inspired by this episode and want to take the next step in your journey, be sure to check out our Welcome Pack. It's a great way to start your own personal development journey with the help of our amazing community. Next week, we'll be back with even more inspiring stories and practical advice for anyone ready to take on their next chapter in life, feeling fully empowered and full of passion for the journey ahead. And be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast by visiting notoverjustdifferent.com. Also, a five-star rating and review makes a huge difference in helping us get the word out. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, keep living your best life.